Welcome, dumbheads, to MDC, the Mega Dumbcast. In this series, we're examining every single goddamn page of Alien Hunger, a quick start adventure for Vampire the Masquerade, to determine what is the dumbest thing on that page. Every episode is one page, every episode is short. If you'd like to play along at home, this is 1991's Alien Hunger, the official PDF release from White Wolf. Tonight we're discussing page 25 of Alien Hunger. There's an illustration on this page, really a photo manipulation, I think, which portrays Denver, Colorado in, I think, as goth punk a fashion as anyone was likely to manage in this book. It's good. I like it. And it's appropriate on this page in a couple of ways. Number one, it tells us that uh, whatever the author's shortcomings in conveying why we should feel real angsty and moody and deep about Denver, Colorado, it's a city with people in it. And therefore, there must be something happening in the city uh, that is secret, sad, scary, and or bizarre. There have to be hidden depths to goth punk Denver, and not these hidden depths. The ones that we've just examined last page when we found out that one of the undead bigwigs of Denver is Las Vegas retiree Ed Williams, who bought a local bar so he could play guitar in it in his unhip vampire middle age. But other hidden depths, cooler hidden depths. Also on this page, I mean, we heard about werewolves rampaging through downtown on the regular, but spoilers for the rest of this book. We're never going to hear about those werewolves again. I'm saying even if it looks increasingly like the vampires of goth punk Denver are losers, they remain vampires. They are therefore dangerous. And from time to time, Vampire Drama Club is going to have to defend itself. Uh, And that is what happens on today's page. We're doing a little bit of uh, skipping around in the timeline here because back when we discussed Angel Tony, our mysterious asshole benefactor for like three nights before he vanished. Uh, We mentioned that after he left us a message saying, hey, the vampires of Denver are not big fans of you, uh, we got attacked. Vampire Drama Club was was jumped by hostile vampires, or at least one hostile vampire, uh, while we were waiting for Angel Tony to return our call and hang out with us, essentially. We didn't really talk about how that went down exactly at the time. This page describes it. It has fiction about this attack, which we have to read. This is our first hostile encounter with the other undead predators of goth punk Denver. So this is a key moment. I'm just going to read you the fiction. Here we go. Flash and Terry were bored. They were steering clear of the Broad Street, like Tony said, and also the 24th Diocese, in case it was being watched. That left Fish Pants as Flash's first choice of clubs. Let's stop right there. We're about to be attacked by a vampire. Spoilers for next paragraph. We're about to be attacked by a vampire, and that's going to be very exciting. What's more exciting to me is to learn that there is an alternative to the Broad Street, which is like the normie vampire hangout owned by Ed Williams, and the 24th Diocese, which is a pretentious goth club owned by cooler-than-thou senior at Vampire High, Angel Tony. We got the club for loser vampires, and then we got the pretentious goth club built in an old church where this asshole Tony tried to big league us. Both of those places are someone else's domain, albeit I think we had permission from Tony to feed at the 24th Diocese, but now that he's gone, who knows? Both because we need blood and because along the way we're trying to have a good time at these clubs that we're stocking. I'm so happy to hear that there is another option in Denver, and I am intrigued to learn that that location is a club called Fish Pants. I have no idea what kind of club Fish Pants is. Flash, our stereotypical ex-jock, likes it, but he mainly is interested in drinking beer and getting laid. 
So to me, this tells us nothing about the vibe of fish pants. I think it's going right over Flash's head regardless. I don't think there's anything we can really glean about what this place is, except that it seems to be maybe less up its own ass than these other clubs. 24th Diocese and the Broad Street both seem like aesthetics I'm not very interested in. Fish pants, at least. You know, I'm, I'm prepared to hate it. That's certainly a possibility. This is 1991. It's possible the vibe is like Blind Melon. This could be a spin doctor's type of establishment. I recognize that possibility. I take no responsibility. If you are a vampire in the city of goth punk Denver, Colorado, and you go to Fish Pants hoping that it's a better option than the Broad Street or the 24th Diocese, and there are young men there with ill-shaven goatees and tall hats, like big hipster Willy Wonka top hats. It could be, but it's not the Broad Street. It's not 24th Diocese. Hope is alive at Fish Pants. That's what I'm saying. Don't think I'm a Pollyanna about this. I'm looking at this illustration of, of dirty, grungy, goth punk Denver on the page, and I'm keenly aware that it's 1991, and Fish Pants, it might be a ska club. That might be what it specializes in. Hey, might you walk into this club seeking the sustenance of human blood and find out that you got to come back later after you buy a zoot suit because you are in the midst of the neo-swing revival? I pray this is not your fate, but it could be. However, it is possible that not every single person including vampires in fish pants, is an embarrassing dork. There's nothing in the text contradicting that possibility. So I have to highly recommend fish pants to you as, as your only option as a place to spend your nights in goth punk Denver. And that's the dumbest thing on this page because the reasons given here that Terry and Flash would go to fish pants are very compelling. The vampires of Denver hate you and they hang out at the Broad Street, so you can't go to the Broad Street. The 24th Diocese is someone else's domain, and it could be under surveillance. You can't go there. You're probably, especially if you've got Flash in the group, you're going to want to go to some club or bar to feed. And there are no details about other locations to feed in this city other than those two clubs in this book, even though we have now canonically established that there is an obvious third choice, a club called Fish Pants, where maybe somewhere in there, there's somebody who's cool, somebody who you'd be comfortable feeding from. I'm not going to say in the middle of the dance floor, but like out where somebody could see, you know, they're secretly preying upon humanity. And then they're secretly preying upon humanity where it's like, I'm going to take you to the back stall of the bathroom because I do not want to be seen here devouring the weak or otherwise. I cannot be seen with a zoot suited man with a pocket chain in my arms because then if I kill you and the police come snooping around, they're either going to think that I killed you or that you are my boyfriend. So I'm going to have to confess. I already can't bear the crushing weight of eternity. I, I cannot spend it with the additional weight of having everybody in this club think that I was at some point fucked by this guy they just saw doing the goddamn Lindy Hop. Like, throw me in the fire like my good friend Jacob Prester. At least he died with his dignity. But maybe there's somebody, maybe there's somebody I could stand to be seen with. Somebody with an aesthetic that at least doesn't grate on you while you're trying to kill them. That is what we hope from Fish Pants. And on the one hand, it's dumb that this book doesn't tell us about Fish Pants. But on the other hand, you know, maybe it's a fortunate omission because at least we can imagine. Someday we may yet go to the promised land of fish pants. Speaking of which, uh, let me get back to the fiction. Sorry for that brief digression. I just felt like fish pants is also important. I know we're about to get attacked by a vampire. <clears throat> Quote, things were moving along perfectly. Then the crowd gapped for a moment and Flash saw the redhead across the floor. More importantly, she saw him. Oh, shoot, Terry, we need to leave now. I know he's from Denver. But spiritually, he is the football guy from Bill and Ted. So just accept that he talks like this. Quote, Terry looked confused. Why? I just saw a vampire and I think she saw me. By the time he finished, Terry was already moving towards the door. 
Flash unlocked Terry's door and went to the other side. He fumbled with the lock for a moment, then opened his door. A sudden shock slammed it shut again. The redhead smiled at him. Hi, she said, and held up her hand. Flash watched as claws grew on the hand. She smiled again, then slashed across his face. In the confusion of the next few moments, Flash fought back with all the strength he possessed, but he was obviously outmatched until Terry joined him and turned the tide. After a few moments, the redhead took a step back and cursed. Then she was gone, and a giant bat flew off down the street, leaving Flash and Terry alone. So Flash is the toughest vampire in Vampire Drama Club. He got easily overmatched by this random attacker, this beautiful redheaded woman who could grow claws just like Terry, which is probably like the second toughest fighter in the group, other than Sir Bloodworth, obviously. As a fighter slash rogue and literal knight, he's in a different weight class, doesn't count. So this stranger seems to have every combat advantage, even Terry and Flash together. The two big combat pregens are not able to actually defeat her, just to dissuade her, enough that she turns into a goddamn bat and flies away, leaving no option for these two battered, bleeding members of Vampire Drama Club to pursue, or really to defend themselves in the event that she strikes again. Immediately, the stakes have been raised, the threat of death has become real, and yet the main question I'm left with is, did they end up going to fish pants? Because listen, I have run and played a lot of Vampire, and I have met the sexy Huntress Gangrel a million times, but I've never been to fish pants. That is where my interest is. That is where all my curiosity lives in this scene. And my promise to you, dear listener, is if there is any way to get more fish pants content into this season of the show, I'm going to do it. This episode is the first shoe, the first black and white wingtip zoot suit compatible shoe. We didn't get to go to fish pants this time, but just know someday that other wingtip is going to drop. Someday we will return to fish pants. It lies forever ahead of us out there on the horizon. Not a great metaphor for vampires. Forget I said anything. Let's stick with the shoe. Wingtips part two to come. I promise. For now, though, the fish pants thread of this adventure, like every other thread of this adventure, is all kind of tangled up and incoherent. We, we really haven't had any answers. We haven't really gotten any traction on the things that we care about. Join me next time when almost all of them come to a sudden stop on MDC, the Mega Dumbcast. This has been Mega Dumbcast. New episodes drop every day except for Sundays, when all the previous week's episodes drop in one big megasode on the patrons-only RSS feed. If you'd like to get access to that feed and support the show, go to patreon.com slash megadumbcast. Social media was never healthy and is now dying, so if you want to contact me, you can email me. I am megadumbcast at gmail.com. This season's theme song is Suck City by Black Math, whose work you can find at freemusicarchive.org slash music slash black underscore math. Dumbheads, I will catch you next time. <laughs>